What's up, homies? Happy Halloween, homies. I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we get into the finale. Yeah, ho, it's the finale of <laughs> our Halloween Halloweenathon. <laughs> Let's go. We God, made what it. a month. What a month. What a month. 13 movies, one month. We finally made it to the end. I hope that you guys have enjoyed the Halloweenathon. I hope mm-hmm. that you've enjoyed us breaking down this full franchise because we haven't ever really done anything like this in the sense of like breaking down an entire franchise back to back to back. Yeah. Um, but it's been we've a done lot this of... with shows, with TV shows. Yeah, we've done it with shows. We did it a little bit with Scream. Not really, but... I think as far as like a marathon, this is our this is our first one. And I'm really happy with how it came out. I'm happy with the journey. Uh, I am very excited to now be able to say that I have seen all the Halloween movies and can confidently talk about any of them. Uh, It feels good. It feels good. And I hope that if you have been listening along with us, you too feel empowered um, with all the energy of the shape. Uh, as you are now much more wise and uh, knowledgeable in the world of Haddonfield. Um, yeah, I mean, personally, I feel acquainted with Haddonfield, mm-hmm. with everybody that lives there. I'm thinking about getting a timeshare, quite frankly. Yeah, I got Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's been really nice to like rewatch through all of the movies refresh on the ones that i've seen before because i actually feel like i liked ones that maybe in the past i didn't like even maybe found some flaws and ones that i previously had been singing praises about and i honestly feel like that's just because watching them in in back to back like that and really getting a full scope of the stories the different timelines the different iterations of final girls and and michael it's been like i feel like it's a very different experience watching them back to back than maybe just hand picking oh i'm just gonna watch this one or i'm gonna just watch this one because i like for halloween five for instance i feel like is one a lot of times that i was like i'll just watch this one by itself but going from four to five i feel like made me really realize how good four is and how much of a dip five is and (laughs) you know just just things like that and even with the rob zombie ones i i don't ever really remember having any feelings one way or the other about those movies but going back and rewatching them i feel like i realized there are qualities about them that i like more than i recall liking and of course things about them that I don't but watching all of these movies so close together and having conversations about them has I will say made me I think appreciate the Halloween movies more than I have because I think if you would have asked me before if this was a franchise that I loved or hated I really wouldn't have any feelings one way or the other probably lean more towards like but 
I don't think I really ever had like huge, huge feelings about the Halloween franchise, not in the way that I do now that I've basically broken down every single one of them. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I agree with you. And if you listen back to our first episode on this marathon, too, I, I let you guys know that the Halloween franchise wasn't one that I was checking for too, too much. Um, but after this experience, I, it has a very dear place in my heart now. Like I do feel very much connected to this universe and to the franchise as a whole. And I, although it can be taxing, I'm not going to lie. It's a little rough to tear through 13 movies, but getting to see all the different iterations of a franchise really gives you a lot of perspective. And I think watching them in quick succession allows that perspective to stay fresh And Mm -hmm. for me, I think that's like my best way of figuring out my feelings about franchises as wholes. Because I think sometimes when you put time in between certain ones, your your feelings or your thoughts can wane. Whereas I feel like Mm -hmm. when you watch them like this, um, you really get to like sit in those thoughts. Like I have thought about nothing except Halloween, Haddonfield, Michael Myers and Laurie Strode for the past month. So like. My brain is just riddled with thoughts about the franchise and theories and all this stuff. And it was a lot of fun. And I'm happy that I went down this route. And I now understand all the Halloween fans out there. I get it. I get why y'all mm-hmm. like this franchise because it, yeah. it it deserves its praise. Um, it is a very, very fun series of movies. And it was a blast to watch them all. We do have a small bone to pick, though. Why are these movies scattered all over various streaming services? Yes. Can we fix that? Please, somebody, somebody monopolize these movies and put them on a streaming service because the amount of of treasure hunting that we had to do, the amount of scouring the internet to try and stream these movies is absolutely ridiculous. Like, and okay, maybe we were a little naive a little optimistic coming into things. And I will kind of take some of the blame for that because I remember thinking, when I say thinking, I mean being so sure, so confident that all of these movies were either on Peacock or on Shudder. And I don't know what happened because, (laughs) so some of them are on Peacock, some of them are on Shudder. Some of them are on HBO Max. And then the rest of them you have to rent unless you have AMC Plus <laughs> or whatever that streaming service is. That seems to be the one that has the majority of them because I ended up having to rent many, much more than I thought. And the thing that was frustrating was I ended up having to rent all of the ones that like if I I wouldn't have wanted to pay money for. Like all the ones that I like are easily readily available on streaming, but I would rather pay money to rewatch those <laughs> mm-hmm. than pay money to watch Curse because I don't want to pay for that. Yeah. And I feel like even, like obviously Halloween Ends is on Peacock, so I guess that's why I assumed that they maybe had a deal since the new Halloween's come out on there. But even, I mean, Halloween Kills is on HBO for some reason. Yeah, they're all over the place. They're so scattered. And I don't know how many subscription services I started this month with, but best believe I have too many at this point. And I'm going to have to be cleaning house once we're done with the podcast. Like I have Peacock Plus now. (laughs) Peacock Plus, AMC Plus. 
I didn't have, I, I was one of the few that didn't have HBO Max before this month started, but I best believe I have it now. I mean, the way that I was scrounging through every streaming service I have being like, do you have Rob Zombie's Halloween? <laughs> do you? <laughs> do you have Resurrection? And no, they, none of them did. So, you know, it's it's fine if you don't if you're not doing what we're doing and not watching all of them it's probably fine but if you're wanting to watch all of them just be prepared to rent some Mm -hmm. um but luckily halloween ends is on like i said peacock it's streaming as well as in theaters that's where i watched it i watched it on streaming yeah same here okay cool so that luckily was super easy I was happy about that at least. Um, and one final little announcement at the time that you guys will be hearing this episode. Um, I got married yesterday. If mm-hmm. everything went according to plan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I mean, hopefully. <laughs> and if everything went according to plan, uh, the homies were also together for a little bit. Yeah. I uh, got to hang out. So, um, from me and all the homies, I suppose, early congratulations or now officially congratulations to the newlyweds. Thanks. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> we're all happy for you, Erica. <laughs> but yeah, just thought I'd let you guys know. Um, super, very exciting Halloween stuff going over and going on over here on my end of this on the uh, the place, the planet, the <laughs> earth, the states. <laughs> but in other news. We need to talk about Halloween ends. We do need to talk about Halloween ends because Halloween ends right now. Well, maybe not right now because this is a little bit after. But when Halloween ends dropped, you all had some feelings and Mm -hmm. everyone was very vocal about their feelings. And we're hoping that today maybe we can settle or resolve some of these feelings and, uh, I don't know, maybe sway you one way or another. We'll see. But... I think without further ado, it is that time to enter into spoiler territory. So you guys have been warned, but today we are talking about Halloween Ends, which came out this year, 2022, directed once again by David Gordon Green, written by Paul Brad Logan, with help from David Gordon Green, along with Chris Bernier and Danny McBride, starring a returning Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode for one more time, Andy Matchick as Allison, Rowan Campbell as Corey, and James Jude Courtney as The Shape. Meet Corey Cunningham, a 24-year-old resident of Haddonfield with a troubled past. After accidentally killing the young boy he was babysitting three years prior, the citizens of Haddon have ostracized Corey. Ravaged by constant insults and bullying, Corey is all but done with Haddonfield. That is, until he meets Allison, granddaughter of Laurie Strode. The two strike up a romance through their shared trauma And for the first time in years, Corey finds a reason to smile. But after a chance run-in with the infamous Michael Myers, something dark awakens in Corey, sending him down a path of evil and murder. Insert reigning children, delinquent marching bands, and 
blood-soaked romance is here. Our film concludes with Lori trying to save Allison from the dangers of her new boyfriend, and Lori's longtime nemesis finding a friend in Corey. Also, are you the psycho or the freak show? Roll credits. Halloween has ended. Yes, it officially has. In, Hall in Haddonfield. We are finally packing it up and packing it out. Um, at least I think so. I mean, I don't it's know. Really, it's it's kind of feeling that way. Yeah, I think for at least Blumhouse, like so this trilogy like this is definitely the end of this trilogy right now whether they do something else with the halloween franchise like a new spin-off or a new reboot remake what have you that remains to be seen but as far as this trilogy goes this is the end yes it is and as far as laurie strode's story this is the end yeah and specifically jamie lee curtis's laurie strode as well right um, right She's slated to be, I'm done. This is the last one. No mas. That is it. And, uh, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, there have been thoughts about Halloween ends, most of them being negative. And I'm kind of curious, Erica, just before we even get into anything, where do you stand on the Battle of Halloween ends? Um, I mean, I'm leaning towards the... I didn't like it. I'm okay. definitely leaning more towards <laughs> that side of the battle. Um, mm -hmm. That is winning out for me at the moment. It, Halloween ends is one of those ones where I feel like, like as soon as it ended, I thought I need to talk about, I need to talk about this because I have so many thoughts. Mm -hmm. So maybe once I talk it out that I may kind of flicker over to the other side, but I don't know. At this moment in time, with what I was left with, I don't think I liked it. Okay. that's. I think that's good. And this will be fun. Because I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, champion a side that has not been having very many warriors to it. And say that I don't think Halloween ends is as bad as people were making it out to be. I'm not going to say yeah. it's perfect by any means. But... The amount of flack that this movie was getting on the internet, I went into it expecting something terrible. And that is not what I found. I found something kind of interesting that uh, piqued my interest. Yeah. Here's the thing, because I there's actually elements of this movie that I like. I just think that the story itself needed some heavy tweaking because mm -hmm. I feel like I kind of agree with you in the sense of there's a lot here that I think is a good story is a good foundation but i just think that the way that it was done was not was not doing it for me and so i agree i don't think it's like the worst movie i've ever seen um and i honestly don't even think it's like i feel like within the halloween universe i actually don't think it's a bad movie but what i will agree with people on is it was a bad ending this to me felt like a transition and mm -hmm. maybe that's what it is meant to be. But I don't think that the placement of this story was maybe the best. I almost feel like this movie could have gone where Kills was. Mm -hmm. And then they could have made up a whole new story for ends. Mm. Okay. Interesting. All right. There's a lot to unpack there. And I want to get to all of it. So why don't we just go ahead and start it off. Erica, 
What's in your notebook? <laughs> well, my first note is almost two hours. That's my... <laughs> because once again, like a, this movie is two hours long. Basically, it's long. It is. And it's now, long. granted, I don't know how much. I think kills is maybe like 140, 145. Um, but yeah, Halloween ends is a long movie. And I guess it just surprised me <laughs> when I pressed play and the thing, the bar popped up and I saw how long I had left in this movie. I was kind of not excited because um, it just seemed like a lot of time. And I didn't feel like for a movie that's about like the final battle, what have you, I just couldn't imagine how that would need to last two hours. Yeah, um, no, I feel so that. that that threw me aback when I saw that. <laughs> uh, and that question, did you at, at any point watch the trailer for this? Because I did yes. before going into it. Okay, you did? I did. Yes. All right. So I had no preconceived notions coming into this one. I will say that um, I watched, I finished Kills and immediately just popped this one on and started watching it. Um, mm -hmm. So there was no, there was no in between there. It was just smack dab one after the other. Um, so that's the perspective I'm coming from. I just want to clear that up. Uh, before we dive too deep. Uh, mm -hmm. But I, I agree on that first point that the runtime, there were things that could have been trimmed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a it was a little bit too long. Um, we, we probably could have done for an hour 40, but I feel like the excuse that this movie will make is it's trying to tie everything up. So it's going to try and use all this runtime to make sure that we have an official end to things, which, mm -hmm. okay, if you can do it, but... According to a lot of the internet, we didn't do it quite, <laughs> quite the way that it should have been done. It was so, not successful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, that, I think that's the biggest thing that I want to explore because, like, I've been reading through some people's reviews and like the reasons why people dislike this movie and like why people felt that the ending um, didn't match um, such a such an important franchise like the Halloween franchise. And I saw a lot of the complaints really stemming first off from this Corey character. Um, and I'm, I'll say it right now, I didn't think Corey was that bad. I didn't think Corey was that bad. I got some thoughts about Corey for sure. Okay. <laughs> so first to start with Corey, I liked this opening. I liked the opening. I thought it was a fun opening. And I thought it was a good way to tie us back into Haddonfield and have a new kind of story or an additional story an additional horrible event that occurred on halloween mm -hmm. i actually thought that was a pretty cool way of starting this movie of completely like saying i know what you're expecting but actually look at this other bad thing that happened on halloween night mm -hmm. okay now we're gonna fly four years ahead um like i liked that i i enjoyed this this opening sequence Mm -hmm. For me, it worked. And I even liked the the title card sequence with the pumpkins kind of like going in and out of each other. Yeah. I, I liked that as well. No, I, I agree. I enjoyed, I really enjoyed the title card sequence because I really felt like that captured a lot of what the OG Halloweens did. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I liked the whole dynamic here of like the prank gone wrong. When that kid hit the floor... Sheesh, that was brutal. I, mean, I was not expecting that. Um, especially not for a kid death. You know, like when kids die in horror movies, 
I feel like a lot of times we tend to kind of shy away or we'll show like the aftermath of what happened to him. But I personally was not prepared to see this kid full on splat onto the floor. That that caught me off guard. Yeah, man's look like a rag doll. <laughs> it was pretty wild. But but OK, OK, Corey. Yeah, let's, let's, so, let's talk about it. Let, let, let's break it down. Because, like, look, I'm on the side of I thought that this movie wasn't as bad as people thought, but I could be swayed. This is really a conversation piece here. I'm on the fence about Corey. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's why. I actually thought I was like, this is a cool idea of this idea that. OK, I'm going to I'm going to complain about two things at once here. OK, go for it. <laughs> OK, so Corey, to me, I did not dislike this character and I did not dislike this story. I thought it was a cool idea to say, oh, Haddonfield itself, because of what's happened, because of Michael and everything that has happened and occurred with that, that Haddonfield has really kind of been infected with this fear and been plagued by its it's kind of imploding on itself, Haddonfield as a town. Mm-hmm. And they have been so plagued by the boogeyman that they kind of point the blame at each other. And and everybody gets very much ready to, to blame this evil on someone or something. And as a result, are you creating evil then? Are you manifesting that and kind of and kind of like pushing that outwards like is Haddonfield spreading this evil because it's so negative like they're being so negative because of what's happened to them and I like this idea of having this character who has this horrible thing happen and continues to live in this town not only that but continues to live in a town that has been so plagued by horrible things happening on Halloween mm-hmm. and as a result people have really kind of vilified this person and turned them into a monster and i like this idea of it's like oh you know it's the shit like evil doesn't doesn't go away it kind of just moves from thing to thing and so has Haddonfield created a monster in Corey because of how they have treated him, how they have mm-hmm. responded to him and what ha- has happened to him. Is Haddonfield the thing that is cultivating this evil or was Corey just always going to go down this path? Like, I mm-hmm. like that kind of question. Um, my issue with that, however, is I don't like the way that they did the actual exposition and how they actually showed that occurring only because i think the haddonfield that we're seeing now it's full of i don't like a single person in this movie and so it was hard for me to sit there for almost two hours Mm -hmm. watching people that irritated the shit out of me because everybody that is in haddonfield now is the worst yeah the worst this is the worst version of haddonfield i've ever seen every single person that speaks and lives in this town besides like Lori and officer hawkins and i guess maybe Lindsay, are just so annoying to me and i don't understand it works for Corey. i will say i do like 
I do think that it makes sense that people would treat Corey that way. I don't understand why people are treating Lori the way that they're treating her. That to me is a hell of a jump. Mm -hmm. To blame Lori for Michael makes no sense to me. Like, even if you wanted to just fucking, if you were trying to leap from from one point to the other and it was the biggest leap you've ever done, I still don't see how you would land on. It's Lori's fault that Michael was here. Considering, yeah. um, blame the police. Can we talk about <laughs> the Haddonfield Police Department? If you're going to blame anybody, blame those people. I just don't understand how we went from the past movie where Lori was like, willing to almost go out and sacrifice herself to kill Michael mm -hmm. and how she just ended up in the hospital. Like she wasn't doing anything. The crowd was the one that created this mob. Like Tommy really was the one who created this mob. I don't understand how we got from there to now where everybody, every time people see Lori, they act like she broke Michael out of fucking prison. Hey. What you smiling about? What did you buy at the store? I'm sorry? I'm sorry? I'm, so, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Do you see what he did to my sister? He killed her husband and he stabbed her. Took her boy. She cannot speak because of you. You her neighbor? And you don't even know her name, do you? You tempted and you provoked that man when you should have left them alone. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I do. I think that this notion that um, Lori holds some responsibility in all the tragedies that have happened in Haddonfield and Haddonfield not being a very good place are ideas that we've explored in past iterations, but... They do stand out in this one, but I do kind of think there's some slight parallels with it makes no sense that Lori would be to blame for any of the things that Michael did. But in the same way that um, Corey isn't necessarily responsible for this kid's death. However, people have decided that he is responsible. And as we can see through Everybody that lives in the town outside of Allison and maybe Corey's actual parents, everyone has ostracized him and made him this like demonic figure and no one's mind can be changed about that. Whereas if these people exist in the same place, then I could definitely see them having the same feelings towards Lori where like terrible things have happened to and around them and they're just looking for someone to blame. And since Michael Myers is nowhere to be found anymore, but they're still dealing with the repercussions of their stuff, their family members, their friends are still dead, their neighbors still dead, the people that they know are still dead, and they're looking for somewhere to place this blame, where else are they going to put it other than on Lori and her family? Whether or not it makes sense or it's right, I think is, is a different conversation altogether, but where... but. But the fact that these people want somebody to blame and they point the finger at Lori, I could see that. Now, I still agree with you, though, that logistically that jump that it's somehow her fault makes no sense because like 
she is literally at this point in time where we meet her she is just living her life like she's dropped the whole michael thing she is just trying to be a normal woman at this point like she's just going about her day so these people have no right to be attacking Lori like they are but with the people that we have seen in haddonfield at least in this movie particularly people just like to blame shit on other people and i believe that in these characters to do that uh i i guess i guess the but the only thing about that is the whole the difference between that is like Corey really it's going off of his word right right like he says it was an accident but nobody knows true it it was an accident. we see it was an accident but you could say oh yeah it was an accident i pushed him whereas with Lori, it's like people know what happened Mm -hmm. people know the truth i guess where it feels weird to me is it's been four years Mm -hmm. and so i'm confused on why some people almost act like it happened a year ago yeah and then some people act like more time has passed um and so i i i could see how maybe there would be some some pushback about i almost wish i almost wish that it wasn't so much of it's your fault that he came here i wish that wasn't what it was i wish what it was was people were trying to make her leave Haddonfield because they believed if he came back, he would come back because she was there. Like, I wish that was the discourse. Yeah. Was that they were almost trying to push her out of her house, not necessarily just like running into her at the supermarket and being like, because of you, my husband is dead. Yeah. It's like, is it? Because I that I feel like is more of a stretch than to say, leave like Mm -hmm. get out of get out of our town you don't belong here kind of a thing is like what i feel like they should have made it for Lori because i do think that there is an interesting idea of like it seems like she's wanting to really claim some roots in hanfield and say no i'm not scared anymore this is my home Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna stay here and i feel like it would have been interesting to see her battle against pushback of people who were maybe trying to say no this can't be your home mm-hmm. anymore and her saying no i want to be here i almost just wish it was written more of that yeah. direction than to say oh it's your fault that michael came here especially because i do think that we saw that paranoia we, we already touched on that in the last movie mm-hmm. to a certain degree and i think that there was a new way of flipping that rather than it still being like pointing the finger at people that were innocent we already did that in the last one for me and so to do it again in this way and to do it again in such a strange way especially for for having a four-year time jump if you're gonna Mm -hmm. do that have it be a year and have halloween be rolling around and because halloween the first halloween since it happened is rolling around people are really on edge but to have it be four years we've Mm -hmm. had four halloween since that happened yeah can we uh, let's we gotta do something else whereas with Corey, i could see how people would still still yeah. be mad about like that he's still go- he's still the kid yeah. killer like he'll always yeah, be the kid killer to them he still killed that kid and and whether people want to believe that's an accident or not doesn't seem like most people believe that mm-hmm. seems like most people are leaning more towards he did it because he wanted to and and understandably so because we see that the mother is really still pushing that narrative of he killed him on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I agree with you. I, I I actually do think that their circumstances are different, and the fact that the town um, ostracizes both of them, uh, it makes sense for me just in terms of the people that live there. But mm-hmm. I think that their reasoning is much stronger for Corey than for Lori. Mm-hmm. I will definitely give you give you that. It's just like with the Corey character again, with the amount of like flack that I feel like that character was getting, I felt like. His plot was pretty streamlined and for the things that were happening to him and the things that he was going through, the fact that he ends up down this route of basically becoming a serial killer, it tracks for me. I think what was more an issue for me was not Corey, but it was really the things around Corey that didn't make sense or that weren't appropriately reacting to the story that Corey was going down. For instance, Allison's love story with Corey made no sense. That absolutely made no sense. For someone who has been through the Michael Myers situation already, has heard the story, has all this information laid out for them, and still, still misses all of the warning signs about Corey. Even after Corey admits in person, I killed somebody and still decides to ignore those red flags and go after Corey. No amount of trauma bonding will allow me to excuse that relationship. I think that that was such an absolute stretch. It was really weird. I think what they did once again, they have a character they don't know what to do with it. Allison in this movie is like Karen in the last movie Mm -hmm. where they've, built her story and then it feels like they hit a wall creatively and didn't know what else to do and were trying to kind of figure out a way to tie the strodes to Corey. That's what it feels like is they were like, we need to have Corey connected to them in some way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's very bizarre. That whole storyline is very bizarre to me because I can get behind Lori and and who she is now. I know some people didn't like that she's like kind of just living her life. Especially yeah, I was I was since, okay with it. I was fine with it because I I know for some people it was because you know Michael is still out there. But for me, what it felt like is I think with the death of her daughter and her granddaughter who is still alive, I think that Lori just over the events had kind of discovered that it's better to at least maybe try and have some semblance of a normal life. And I don't think that she is this person. I don't think that she is this facade that she's putting out, but I do think that she is trying to be. I Mm -hmm. think she's trying to lean into this like, oh, I'm just going to stay home and bake and do all these things and and write my story. I think she's that's who she wants to be, but I don't think she's necessarily like successfully being that because she's she's never been that yeah she's never been that before i think she's trying to be better for allison for her for her own mental health i think she's like i need to try and move on and it's something her daughter wanted that she never did and so i feel like in certain ways she's like fulfilling that for her Mm -hmm. post her death um where I get a bit weird is I don't understand Allison's issue because it's like she's fine being in Haddonfield and then it kind of feels like maybe she's just staying in Haddonfield for Lori and then she's like ready to leave. She's frustrated. She hates it there. But they make it act as if 
Allison was never allowed to leave. That's not the impression I ever got. No. To me, it felt like if Allison wanted to leave, Lori would have been okay with that. She yeah. wants her to have a life. It just feels like Allison maybe thinks that she can't. But the way that they play it, it makes it feel like, like Lori was suffocating her in some manner, but they never wrote it that way. No. Lori does not feel at all like she is overbearing in Allison's life. And so to even try and suggest that Allison is battling that and is preposterous to me. And maybe it's meant to be that that's that Corey is influencing Allison to think that way. But I just think their relationship moves so quickly. Allison is inv gets invested so quickly that it feels as though I am seeing a brand new character. This is not an Allison that I've ever met before. No. And maybe that would be okay if this wasn't the final movie. But for this to be my last vision of Allison, girl, bye. <laughs> I would be fine never seeing you again. Goodbye. Yeah, but that's but that's what I mean. In that in that side of the relationship, like my a lot of my issues come with what they did with the Allison character. And I just mm -hmm. feel like she is very uh she, I don't know. She she doesn't like you're right. She doesn't feel like the same character. It feels like someone took ideas of what she was and then rewrote her to fit this specific narrative. But I just don't feel like someone who has spent this much time with Lori and subsequently Karen would be able to ignore all of these very glaring red flags with this guy that you just met. Like just met, man. Yeah. It's been what? In the it's like a week <laughs> that they know each other. It within the timeline of this movie, it legitimately it feels like it's a week of the yeah. course of their relationship and she's ready to run away with him. Not only that, but he's exhibiting some very, very aggressive behavior that she is oh totally okay with writing off. Um yeah. because he makes her feel something. Allison. I mean, you should go skydiving and feel something. Like, don't do this. Don't do this. Take a fire twirling or something. Yeah, bring up, get a new hobby. Um, and not only that, it's like we also meet these characters that completely walk over Allison. I just, it's just weird. It's weird to see her from where she was into now. And I get it. Like her mom, maybe things have changed because both of her parents are gone and she's yeah, dealing like, with that. But once again, it's been four years. And I think that she I just don't quite understand what she has grown into as mm -hmm. someone who is last we saw them was pretty badass. I feel like she's really feels like she's been beaten down. Mm -hmm. um, but so this ties into what you were saying about Corey and as you were saying, a lot of people were irritated. I think what it is, is because this really does feel like Corey's story. I think that's why yeah. people were upset is because they it felt like his story rather than him being introduced into the story and being like an auxiliary character. And I will say, I don't, I, I like what they do with Corey, but I, I kind of lean that way as well. I wish this was Allison's story and Corey was an element of it Ooh. rather than the opposite. Because as it stands, Corey's story is the main and Allison is just a player yeah, in this story. That is fair. And I will definitely give you that one. I think yeah. that would have been a much stronger place to go off of. And it would have been more in line 
I think, with a trilogy, too, because th at that point, then you would have basically gotten like a Lori movie, a kind of Karen movie, barely, mm -hmm. but kind of Karen movie, and then an Allison movie. And I think it would have hit that trifecta very well. And yeah. I, I do think like there were several places where a small tweak in just character choices and motivations could have ultimately made the story a bit more believable. That first falling out that Corey and Allison have, let them never recover from that. Let that yeah. be the catalyst that sets Corey over the edge where he's like, I had this nice thing. Finally, I had I finally had a good thing and I fucked it up. And now I've got nothing to lose. Right. Yeah. Like. The fact that she still goes with him after that is, is far-fetched to me. Easy peasy. I mean, he gets her back zip zap zap. They're back together. Yeah, <laughs> she like... is on the back of his motorcycle, ready, ready to risk it all. Um, yeah, I agreed. I or even if he thought, oh, um, I need to win her back, what can I do to show her that I care? I'll take care of these people that are kind of in her way. Yeah. Like, and he kind of does that too, where it's like, yeah. he still follows those plot points. It's just the, the backdropping motivations were just, they, they were unbelievable because the characters are just ignoring some very clearly objective facts. And yeah. the whole notion that, this is Corey's story is true. And I understand why people would be upset with that, especially with this being the finale to everything, right? Mm -hmm. um, but what I enjoyed about it was this idea of where do we go from Michael Myers? Because it has been 40 plus years of yeah. Michael. And what, one of the things that I absolutely loved is when we get the... Feel how you feel about the police sequence with Corey, Michael, and the cop. It is what it is. But seeing a beat up, injured, hurt Michael was one of my favorite things. Because we we don't get that. Mm -hmm. And I understand that it's against his character because he's known for being this unstoppable force that you can't kill. But just like how Laurie is fatigued after 40 years, I want to see some Michael fatigue. Because at this point... We still don't have any explanation for how Michael is able to take all of this damage and mm. to continue going outside of maybe adrenaline or something like right. that. But at the end of Kills, we saw this man get absolutely destroyed. He is missing half of a hand and he has been sitting with no medical attention riddled with bullets, stab wounds, burns, all of these things, and just sitting in a sewer for four years. Yeah. I was he so stinks. excited to see that man stumble a little bit. It's like, mm -hmm. it's about time. And so this idea of passing the torch of the idea that Michael Myers has been the shape, right? But the main villain of the Halloween series has been the shape. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, this mask that is attached to the shape like these these this that is the villain how do you pass the torch of that villain to someone else is it mm -hmm. possible can you do it i like that we at least explored that idea with Corey, uh yeah. because i think that that's something different that we've explored in the lori side of things of like lori passing the torch to maybe someone in her family but never on the michael side and i was like that's new that's different Mm -hmm. 
Right. Well, and also what? Michael's like 70 years old now. Because yeah, he's, 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 he's aging. That's one thing about it. It's like we know that he ages. So in some capacity, he is human. Um, so eventually, what do you do with that? Like, what do you do with the fact that when is Michael going to be 96, like running around half mm-hmm. field, picking people up by their necks? <laughs> like, we have to kind of start to to rectify some of that. So I agree. I actually don't mind that it was this idea of because I, I similarly to Dr. Sartan, I kind of like this idea of this obsession with Michael and and almost wanting to be him mm-hmm. and wanting to feel how he feels and having a character who maybe sees that power and thinks, oh, I want that. Like, I want to be like that. And I think having a character like Corey is a cool juxtaposition to Michael because we don't ever get to see someone who really enjoys or like revels in the kills because Michael doesn't. He We don't get to see him him feel that way. It's just the way that he is, but we don't get to see like a human side of that where mm-hmm. someone maybe is like, really taking pleasure in and doing it but also not to learning how to do it so maybe a mm-hmm. little bit clumsy maybe a little bit messy but getting there and so i don't mind that i like that yeah i like when we see that michael he's like kind of tired and weary but i like when we when he kills the cop and he almost gets this like that yeah. <laughs> like, he's like Thanos jolt? when he puts it in his glove yeah. he's just like oh I feel the power yeah. and like he like yeah. levels up <laughs> plus one to aggression <laughs> yeah. but yeah no like I, I enjoyed that and I think that that again is a logical direction to go because it's like where do we take this franchise right and so exploring this idea of potentially a new Michael was fun but on the flip side i see how that can upset people because at this point we have basically side sidelined lori and michael and like they're yeah. there but they're kind of just set pieces for what's supposed to be their final movie and i right. understand that upsetting a lot of people because you probably went into this expecting a lot more of both of them. Yeah. Well, not only that, but the trailer is completely misleading. I mean, the trailer really makes it seem like this is the Lori and Michael show. Mm-hmm. And so to have that and go into this and now you're like, who is this Corey guy? I would be I would be pissed. And and also too, um, so like Michael's not in this movie too much. I, I honestly don't mind that because I actually prefer when we see less of Michael. I think that it's almost more menacing when he um only comes out every once in a while. Don't get me wrong. I love when we have long sequences of him walking around and 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 killing people and stuff. But in Kills, I felt like I got too much Michael. That was one thing I didn't right. enjoy in Kills was I felt like this man was just like having leisurely strolls through the streets. And I <laughs> was irritated by that. So it was kind of nice for them to pull back. Did they pull back too much? I mean, that depends on on who you are and how you feel about it. For me, I didn't mind it. However, mm-hmm. all of that being said, even enjoying this Corey story for the most part, I don't like what they did with it because I feel like when they got to a point where he like just took over and mm-hmm. 
kind of took Michael's mask and did all of that. I didn't I didn't get it. I, I didn't I didn't understand why we got to that point. I felt like I preferred it when they were kind of working in tandem. And then if he had just kind of gone off on his own and did his own mm-hmm. thing and decided, you know what, I don't need Michael anymore. I'm going to kill these kids on my own and mm-hmm. kept his mask. I liked the scarecrow mask, honestly. I, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was actually kind of cool. And I feel like it reminded me of young Michael with the clown mask and how eventually you become this persona but right now i don't think that's what Corey is i don't know i just thought it was like a little bit ridiculous that they fought for the mask and he took it yeah. and he went and did it i was like dude just just go kill why do you need the mask what is why everybody's <laughs> shook about this mask don't they sell this in hadfield isn't that the whole thing it's just a mask that they bought at the local halloween shop like you get this shit on clearance <laughs> buy it. put some dirt on it if you want it to look weathered but why why okay whatever but I feel like I would have preferred the Corey story if A, it was Allison's story, and mm-hmm. B, Corey was a little bit more mysterious. It's very clear to us what's going on. It's very clear mm-hmm. to us the path he's going down, what he's doing, where he's at. We're consistently following him. I wish we had a little bit more ambiguity about his whereabouts what parts he played in the killings, um, like where, what he was doing at times. And I also wish as a result of that, maybe having a little bit more ambiguity, I feel like we could have done more with Lori and we could have really played on this idea of is Corey bad or have I just gotten to a point where I assume the worst in Mm -hmm. everybody am i now so did michael get into my head so much that now i see evil in people that Mm -hmm. maybe i shouldn't see especially because from outside perspective Lori and Corey are both the freak shows the outsiders they're two people who should be very similar who should kind of find solace in each other i think Mm -hmm. it would have been interesting to see her almost do what people have done to her and like think the worst of Corey, but not really be sure. And then Mm -hmm. maybe it's this question of like, oh, is Lori right? Or is she losing it? And then we do find confirmation later on that, yes, she's right. But I feel like to know the whole time that she is right, then you're just irritated with Allison. Mm -hmm. You're like freaking pissed off because she is being annoying. Corey's like every time Corey comes around, you want Lori to to do something to figure it out. But I feel like especially when she like breaks into the house and she's sitting there, Mm -hmm. I feel like that could have been a really interesting confrontation if we were a little bit ambiguous on Corey and it was almost Mm -hmm. like is he helping Michael because he's scared like he doesn't know what else to do or is he helping Michael because he enjoys it and then later we find out like oh he he likes this like if we didn't know until that night when he goes off on his own and starts killing like if that's when we found out like oh shit he likes this like, mm-hmm. I feel like there could have been something really interesting in that, but we just get so much of him that it almost becomes exhausting to me to mm-hmm. see Corey every scene. And then 
I'm not going to lie. There was one point where like him and Michael, I think it's when him and Michael killed the doctor and the mm-hmm. dentist and stuff. And then it cuts to Corey on his bike. I dead ass almost thought they were going to pan back and it was going to be Michael <laughs> on the back on the of the back. bike. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just felt like it was going that way. Like I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Playing Mr. Really- Sandman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I that was like I literally wrote the note what the fuck is going on because I literally thought they were gonna pan over and Michael was gonna be like holding his <laughs> his hips. Oh my god! I because at that point I had completely forgot about Allison. I was like, oh yeah, they're in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and no, I hear you, and I think that there's definitely some ways that you could have played with that overall story, and yeah, maybe some ang- a- maybe some ambiguity is what that character needed to um, make him easier to digest. I think, so, although I appreciate what the Corey story did, and I don't think I disliked it as much as other people did, I did also find faults in it. And I think one of the big missteps with him overall is just the conclusion of his story. Um, With the mask thing, I think it would have been cool if he had his own unique mask, but I think perhaps they were afraid that if they spent this much time with this character and they never donned the mask that people would be doubly upset that not only did they not get Michael Myers, but they didn't even get the fucking mask either. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think maybe that could have played a role in it. I think this movie does two things as it's moving towards the end, but then strays into the other. I think at first we're going down this passing of the torch story of creating a new Michael Myers or sorry, a new shape. And then Mm -hmm. potentially the end of Laurie. And we get that through this Corey character. But then right at the end, that gets swept under the rug. And we move back to the story of the final conflict between Michael and Laurie. And I think that's where the biggest misstep was. If we were going down this route, I needed you to go all the way. Have this man kill Laurie. Have him be the one that kills Laurie. And I know that... That's a hot take that probably would have upset a lot of people. But if you're like, how do we how do we make something that's an equal threat to Michael Myers? Give us somebody who can actually take Laurie out. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how we get to that. But there's an option for you to push this because then that gives motivation for Allison to jump into a different character arc and become the new Laurie. Um, perhaps it gives Michael some more um, fuel to be upset with Corey for taking that away from him, from taking that last kill from him. Um, like I'm like, if you're gonna take, if you're gonna take Michael's, if you're gonna take Michael's identity, then I need you to fully take it, not just half take it and then give it back. Mm-hmm. I think that's what really upset me towards the end because I think once he's got the mask. And he's doing the kills. He's going around doing his thing. I enjoy watching him. But once we get to the confrontation with Laurie, it goes to this plot point that although he's doing a good job of imitating Michael, he can't be Michael because mm-hmm. he can't beat Laurie. And once he takes two bullets to the chest, that's a rat for him. Like mm-hmm. he's not this immortal. Like he is not Michael. He is not the shape. And so yeah. it's like we just spent this whole movie setting up that this man is going to be the new Michael just to be like, 
nah, just playing. We're going to go back to the old story. I think that's where the biggest misstep was with that character. Yeah, it's like, the, it feels like two different movies at the end. It's mm-hmm. like they are ending two totally different movies. And I don't think that Corey should have killed Lori. I, I feel like if that would have happened, it wouldn't have, it would have been strange. Only because Lori is so ahead of him. She's mm-hmm. so many steps ahead of him throughout this movie that it would have been weird. It would yeah. have been weird if, if he killed her because um, she's just too she's too smart at mm-hmm. this point in time. But what I will say is I feel like if you're introducing Corey as this new version, that is why I don't think him and Allison being in a relationship was the best way to go. Because in my head, I'm thinking, okay, so then if Allison is the newest Strode, then Corey is her match. Corey is her Michael Myers. Yeah. So that should be the battle. That should it should be Corey versus Allison. But you've established that Allison is so sprung off of Corey that that's not going to happen. There's no way they're going to fight, which is irritating because I want to see somebody on even footing fight Corey. It -hmm. can't be Lori because she's better than him. Mm And she simply is like it just she can't be that because she is she is on par with the original. So if you're going to have a new one, then you have to have a new final girl who who battles him because otherwise it's too easy, which yeah. it is. It's too easy. We get this ending that's too easy, so then they have to do this big... We'll get to that because that really pissed me off. But <laughs> so they have mm-hmm. to do this big thing because it's too easy to kill, to kill Corey. So one thought that I had while you were mentioning the thing about the mask is... Or even if they had done it, so you have that whole scene in the in the junkyard with the kids, right? With mm-hmm. the teenagers. And we know it's Corey. But what if we didn't know? What if they completely cut that scene where he took the mask from Michael, he goes to the junkyard dressed as Michael, and we think it's Michael. Mm-hmm. And then he still takes his mask off, and his dad sees him. That all still plays out the same. Mm-hmm. But that's also when we find out that it's Corey. And so maybe for a while there, it's kind of, you you don't the audience doesn't know why he has the mask the audience doesn't know what's going on mm-hmm. um and it can still play out the same but at least for us we're at least thinking that it's michael doing some of these killings which could then go back into that idea of like how much of this is Corey, mm-hmm. how much of this is michael um and then i think that if you played that idea and he came to the house as michael I just think that he should have gone up against Allison. And I feel like they really kind of missed. Yeah. Missed a move there by having him go up against Lori and then immediately having her go up against Michael. It's like, why is she battling both of them? Why is Allison even in the story at this point? I mean, she really has nothing to do um, because even when she comes back later, it feels so blah when she comes back to help Lori just because of what has preceded it. Mm-hmm. It's like you literally thought your grandmother killed some guy just for fun and left her alone. And then, oh, now that you came back and, and helped her out, now I'm supposed to give a shit? Like, I really can't with you. Allison, <laughs> me and you are not on good terms. And it's not mm-hmm. your fault. They just didn't, they didn't give you, didn't give you anything to do. Yeah, like, I killing Lori it's a big step it's a big leap but like i feel like something drastic needed to have happened 
to make the story ultimately end up being a Corey Allison story. And if we're going for like, uh, you know, that style, then okay, get us there. But because that's not where this movie is going towards and that's not the ending that we're going towards, that's where I understand people's frustration is like, it feels like this movie could have just been 20 minutes long. Yeah. If we just completely cut out those two characters and just had Lori and Michael just meet up and just fucking handle their shit and be done with mm-hmm. it. Like we didn't need to go down this whole route because it ultimately led to nothing but a coincidental reason for Michael to be there at the end. Yeah. Cause what he just, he went there to get the mask. He went there to right? get his mask back. Like that's, that's the only reason that he's there. And, and so it's like we went down this long convoluted route to get Michael into that same house with Lori to have this last fight when right. there was so much potential to allow these characters to exit the franchise and introduce two new characters to take up the helm. But there's just not enough meat along the way to end up supporting that once it gets to the end. And that's why I feel like Halloween Ends should have been the second movie because or they should have introduced Corey in Halloween Kills Mm -hmm. because by having an origin story and all of this all in one movie, knowing that he's going to die at the end. Why? What's the point? Why would you introduce a brand new character that's just going to die at the very end in the very last of a trilogy? Mm -hmm. It's like what why it just doesn't make sense to me if we had met Corey in kills and at least was introduced to him got a little bit of backstory on him and like even if it was just that thing that happened with the kid even if that was like just something that we saw happening throughout the night like mm-hmm. with all of the other shit that's going on in kills, it would have made sense. It's, it would have. <laughs> I would have been somewhere. like, yeah, for sure, that makes a lot of sense. Like they could have fit it in somewhere. Because honestly, I think the best thing they could have done. It's about to sound crazy. The best thing they could have done is killed Corey in the middle of this movie, mm-hmm. rather than killing him at the end. Because if he had been introduced earlier, we could have already started with him and Michael, and and he had, he could have already been helping Michael in the very beginning of this movie. And then I think if there was a point in halfway through where Allison discovered what was going on, maybe there's a point halfway through where they think that there is no Michael. They think that it's just a copycat. Yeah. They kill Corey and they think, oh my God, we're free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything's great. And then Michael ends up still coming back in the end. Yeah. I think that would have been great. Like if Lori had just kept the mask. Mm-hmm. Because she does at the end of the movie. She keeps the mask in this one anyway. But if, if they had killed Corey and she had kept the mask and they were like, oh, my God, we're done. And then Michael still showed up at the end looking for his mask. And then you still would have given appropriate time to Michael and Lori. You would have given Allison something to do. She would have been paired up against someone equal to her. Mm-hmm. And then you wouldn't have spent an hour of this movie introducing us to a brand new character only for them to then get killed off 30 minutes later. Yeah. It's like... Or don't have Michael be the one that ultimately kills Corey. I think the way he dies, not only does it kind of invalidate the journey that we've taken to replace Michael, but it also invalidates whatever the fuck BFF thing was happening between the two of them in the first place. Mm. 
Yeah, but so I, I mean, I disagree. I, I feel like I like that Michael really doesn't give a fuck about Corey. The only, because in my head, what I feel like is happening is Corey is a means to an end for Michael. Mm-hmm. He's not strong enough to get these kills on his own, mm-hmm. but he kind of needs them. And so Corey is kind of bringing him two kills or bringing kills to him and michael is kind of able to use Corey in a way to to get that but then Corey kind of gets a little bit of pep in his step Mm -hmm. and thinks he doesn't need michael anymore so therefore Corey is no longer convenient he is no longer of use to michael is kind of the way that i that i saw it um so honestly i don't think that michael really ever gave a fuck about Corey in the same way that I don't think he ever gave a fuck about Michael. Michael was just someone who could maybe show him the way and show him what to do. Um, But that was about it for him. And I think they both had kind of that similar understanding of, I need something from you, but when I don't need it anymore, we're going to have to talk. We're going to have a discussion. Um, And so I don't, and I think that that tracks. Like I no, feel like I, that, I do really, think that, that tracks. really yeah, keeps yeah, yeah. in like, mind. I, yeah. No, I definitely think that that tracks. I'm just like trying to explore different ideas to yeah. make the Corey death not just feel like a waste of time overall. Because that's what it ends up feeling like. Oh, yeah. At the oh, end yeah. of this. It's just like his death in the grand scheme of things means nothing. Oh, yeah. In the, <laughs> in the end, it's like we really spent time with this this guy for no reason is mm-hmm. is really what it boils down to. And that's what I mean. It feels like they didn't know what to do with Michael, but they said, well, we have to at least get an hour and a half full of, <laughs> full of um, like screen time or whatever. So let's introduce Corey. Here he is. Like, this is the guy that's going to start taking over. And cause yeah, it, and, and that's fine. It's not a bad, like I said, it's not a bad idea, but we now have a movie that kind of feels like a one and done mm-hmm. because once you finish it, you really do feel like you've wasted your time in a sense because yeah, Corey kills people, but in the grand scheme of the story, Corey doesn't mean anything. He's mm-hmm. an idea. It's yeah. the idea of evil will always be in Haddonfield. But even in the end, even after all that, Michael is still the big, the big bad. Michael is yeah. still the one that they take off in the procession. It almost feels like nobody mentions Corey ever again. No. Even in the on that news station, they talk about Michael. It's like no, it almost. It's yeah, they know that Corey killed those people, but it doesn't really seem like there's ever any sort of acknowledgement of of that happening. There's so, no. There's literally. There's no resolution. Yeah, to, nothing. To nothing. that arc at all. And that's that's my biggest issue. Again, is like I like what was being set up with Corey, but the fact that it just ends at a dead end was that's the problem. And like that's yeah. the big issue. He, like again, throwing out random ideas in there. Even uh, him attempting to kill Lori and Michael being like, nah, that's mine. Like, and mm-hmm. kills him before he can or some shit like that. Like some something to give his death some finality or have Allison not come back, have that. She gets to kill Michael at the end. Sure. But her relationship with her granddaughter is ruined. Like something, give me some reason for that character to exist because I love the idea that you're going for, but in the end didn't even matter. 
Yeah, truly didn't. And then everybody, and that's another thing. It's like, once again, everybody was shitty to Lori. And then in the end, all they all want to be following her in the little <laughs> professional, sitting up there waiting for her to burn, to uh, turn the body or whatever. It's like, go home. Because none of y'all were, none of y'all have my back two days ago, but now you want to come and see Michael die. Mm-hmm. I would have irritated the shit out of me as well. What about um, this uh, final confrontation, though? Because it seemed like you had some thoughts on it. Yeah, well, so... Also, okay, also, before I get into the final confrontation, um, Corey's mother, what's going on there? Yeah, what is that? She French-kissed her son. <laughs> <laughs> she pulled a resurrection. Weird... She dropped the kiss. <laughs> yeah. The unwarranted kiss. <laughs> Halloween oh, is plagued no. with these strange kisses. Not the kisses. Yeah, what a weird family. What a strange family. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand what was going on there. <laughs> that was hella passive, too. I, I, it took him a long-ass time to reveal that that was his dad. I was like, oh, y'all are related? I know. I didn't know that was his dad, either. I thought that was his boss. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. But yeah, the dad smooth just sat there in the chair and said, yep, that's my wife. Making out, <laughs> making out with my son. <laughs> yeah, you know, said that had field energy. Yeah, I was giving big passive energy, but <laughs> um, yeah. So I like the ending. I'm okay. Well, here we go. So, <laughs> so the whole thing with Laurie and Corey is fine. I I don't know why she had to pretend like she was gonna kill herself. Yeah, I understand like, the, I the suicide un- plot point. There. I didn't understand that. Like I, because he was gonna come regardless. I, I guess so that maybe he maybe to, to throw him off so he didn't see her coming. But at the same time, I'm like, couldn't you have just been in the room and he could have still opened the door and you could have just been standing there? Like, why do you have to ruin a good pumpkin? Yeah, I mean um, that was but, that was for us. Let's be real. Like that whole yeah. sequence was for us. It was not for Corey. <laughs> that was for the fans i guess (laughs) um so yeah so then she kills Corey, and Corey stabs himself in the in the neck so that that this to me oh god it sucks because i really do like this final fight between michael and Lori. but i was irritated through the whole thing because i just thought that that whole thing with allison was so frustrating Mm -hmm. so frustrating First of all, no, but you're not even going to ask why Corey <laughs> is wearing Michael's overalls. Right. Or what he's doing there. <laughs> or what he's doing there. This man literally looks like basically Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. But also, Lori, why are you being dumb? Why would she pull the knife out of his neck and be holding it when Allison wants? She's just holding the knife. Over his body when Allison walks in. Lori. It's for plot, no. baby. It's for plot. <laughs> no, I can't take it. I refuse to accept it. I felt like I was crazy in that moment. <laughs> I said, am I? Am I high? And so, yeah, she's holding the knife and Allison comes in. Allison immediately just assumes that Lori is crazy mm-hmm. it's like why well, would you think Cor- she would do that yeah like Corey kind of sets up earlier like hey your your grandma's right. trying to kill me um but allison immediately believes this man that she's known for three days yep over Lori 
fucking strode. Can you find what you're looking for? I imagine you're going on a wonderful trip. Were you going to tell me? What difference does it make? It makes a big difference, Allison. I feel he is capable of real harm. Is that what bothers you? Is it suspicion or paranoia? Intuition? An inkling? You got an inkling? I went to his home. I met his mother. I know, he told me. So what, you're stalking him now? No! And you're threatening him. What did I, you say to I him? I see the same thing in him that I saw in Michael. Michael. Michael Myers is who you are. You're not listening to me, Allison. I am trying to protect you. I don't want your protection. But you, you can have a good life, Allison. A good life. Just not with him. You pretend like you moved on, but it's bullshit. You're actually just obsessed with death. Like it's some sort of game. And you're not going to rest until you finish it or until everybody else is as fucking miserable as you are. I need to get out of here before this town kills the one person that actually makes me feel something. That's but again that that is the issue is like that relationship is paramount to the plot and I just feel like that relationship's so unbelievable that that's a that's the shaky foundation that I think really disrupts this movie because you're spending mm -hmm. so much time with those two and you're trying to establish that she would trust Corey over Lori and we don't have anything to support that other than you kind of horny and haven't dated a dude other than a shitty cop in a while right and it's like allison allison <laughs> there's no way <laughs> there's no way um but yeah so then allison leaves and and michael comes in to get his mask and and yeah they get into this fight which yeah i like it i i think it's a fun fight especially for just happening like in the kitchen and and having it be it's it's cool because obviously Lori has not planned for this kind of a this isn't like her 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 house full of traps where she where she was had all these things that she could use against him. She kind of just has to use her environment, which kind of harkens back to the first movie. Like they even used the knitting bring the knitting needle back. Mm -hmm. But um yeah, I don't know. I like it. I feel like she still finds ways to be clever using her environment and like kind of getting a jump on him but it feels like they're more evenly matched in this one because michael is tired like we've seen michael be tired in this movie we've seen him be a little bit weaker than he normally is mm -hmm. so it feels like they're really evenly matched also love Lori's new hair um <laughs> she did come and step on the girls i liked uh -huh. i like i thought she she had the bounce Mm -hmm. they even they even had a whole section in the grocery store about it and you know what mm -hmm. that's okay that's some runtime that i'm all right with she looked good i liked i was like that's a your hair is flowing <laughs> we love that um but yeah it was it was it was a good fight i feel like i know some people were upset because it's like so short which is understandable but i actually didn't mind the length of the fight only because i don't know how we could have prolonged it especially because the only reason the fight was so long in 2018 was because of the circumstances because Lori was prepared yeah she had set up all of this for him to to trap him so it, it needed to be longer because she was totally prepared for it in a situation where she's not i don't 
I can't see why it would be like a super long fight. I felt like it was a good amount of time. But like I said, I just feel like it's it's a bummer because I just think the the very end of it, I don't like. I don't like Allison running in and helping her. And I also hate when she like <laughs> slices his wrist. <laughs> so like she like gently slices his wrist. I didn't get it. I well, thought it was silly. I mean, I think it's just extra. Like, the idea, I think, is to make sure that he can't come back, right? So she's slitting the throat. She's slitting the... There's, like, main arteries in, like, your wrists and stuff like that. I think that's the idea that they're going for, where she's, oh, like, okay. taking every precaution to make sure, like, this motherfucker is dead. You are not coming back. Right. Um, I just thought I thought she was going to do like a really good, you know, like plunge yeah. into yeah. his into his heart or something. So to just see her go give him a little paper <laughs> cut on the side yeah. <laughs> was just a bit of an interesting choice for me. I It was a little anticlimactic. Mm -hmm. That's I, that's fair. But then they didn't put him in a meat grinder, though, which right, is like, which I liked. You know, I did like the Haddonfield I loved that everybody kind of came and followed. And I like that we got to see characters from the previous movies. I liked like Julian was there. Mm -hmm. and that one lady who got stabbed in the neck and the last one was there. Like I, I that was that was that was cool. Um, and I like that they actually I well, and I also enjoyed the whole thing where the officers were like, we don't do it like this. And they're like, well, we do tonight. <laughs> and then they went and I in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, finally, this is this is a good idea. This is a good plan yeah. to act, make sure that he is like, why haven't we ground him up before? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, why haven't we fully just decimated this man's body? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think that all of that was very good, especially for something that you're trying to solidify as the end all be all like, this is it. He is dead, dead. Um, I think they did mm -hmm. a good job. And I think the ceremony behind it, I agree. It was good. And I think it was warranted because the idea that we've established is it hasn't just been Lori and her family. Like Haddonfield has been affected by this man. And so it makes a lot of sense that everyone would want to be there to see his ultimate demise. Um, and yeah, how we get to this ending, it's wonky. I'm not going to lie. And like... There are a lot of flaws and plot holes along the way of getting there. One of the biggest ones being, who's intimidated by a marching band? Come the fuck on. <laughs> Dude, oh my God. That was driving me. I was like, if I see these kids roll up one, one more, more time, time, I'm turning this movie off. <laughs> but for me, and I guess this is just coming from the perspective of, uh, or more of a retrospective now that we've watched all of them, and we sat through all the different timelines and all the different iterations and all the different journeys that we've gone with Michael and Lori. This one has that finality that I think I'm looking for for something with the title Halloween Ends in just the sense of like, this man is dead. And that fact, I think that fact is another one outside of the whole Corey debacle and the relationship that was upsetting people is this idea of like, how are you going to like kill, kill off Michael? And it's like, it's been 44 years mm -hmm. of Halloween. Like, either we do need to take a different direction with this franchise, 
or he's got to die. Like at some point, right. he has to die because right. Jamie Lee Curtis can only keep doing this role for so long unless you're going right. to end up killing off Lori. And we've seen what route that takes us down already. So mm-hmm. at some point, you do have to, you know, let go of this precious thing. And I think this amount of Halloween, I think 13 Halloween movies is enough. I think we've had enough. Yeah, I think so, too. And honestly, if they wanted to keep going with Halloweens, I don't I think now is the time to pull a season of The Witch, like start doing anthologies, start Mm -hmm. doing movies that are just set on Halloween, but are all different stories, which is another thing where I almost feel like Corey would have been perfect for that if they would have done like if they would have started to do new Halloween stories every time if they had waited to use Corey for that first story mm-hmm. that I feel like would have been the perfect kind of way to start fresh and maybe ease out of the serial killer aspect into some different different elements. Um, because I honestly think that that would be the best way of doing it because, yeah, you can't bring back Michael Myers, but you've made Michael Myers such a huge part of the franchise. And you could say, you know, it's the shape, it's the boogeyman, it's what have you. But I think the best thing, if you don't want to bring Michael Myers back, I think the best thing to do would just to be to take different stories and just all set them on, on Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a great way to continue and you can make callbacks, you can make, you know, references and in, in the same way that Season of the Witch did. Mm-hmm. But I just think that what this movie has shown is that at this point in time, it's it's going to it. You can't have an exact if you're going to do something different, then don't try and make it Michael Myers like just. Do something different. That's why I feel like if it was Corey and he had kept his own mask on and was doing his own thing and it was like a new shape, I honestly feel like it would have been it would have been taken better. But by trying to have him be Michael Myers, Mm -hmm. I think that is not going to play in the way that they thought it was going to play. People don't want to see some new kid. (laughs) <laughs> be michael myers mm-hmm. they but i like they want and especially in the same movie that already has michael myers yeah um like just just make it something different but keep that halloween element to it yeah and i do think that they understand that in some capacity i do and i think that is why they had Corey lose because they knew that we cannot just give him the mask and have him take up the mantle of michael myers i think they knew mm-hmm. and you know, they did what they thought would be the best step in terms of just, you know, going down that route, but being like, we're with you guys. We we don't think that this will work either. But I again, we've talked about it multiple times now, but it just seems like a misstep across the board for most people. And mm-hmm. so ultimately you get this character that had some potential and some ideas that had some great potential, but overall felt wasted in the grand scheme of this particular movie and now another point i do want to make before you know we end up heading out is that after watching all of these i still gotta say this trilogy was the most succinct amount of halloween plot line that i think i experienced throughout most of Mm. them from like Mm. beginning middle and end of like one of these timelines this was the most enjoyable one for me gotcha 
I would say, I think after watching all of them, I think honestly for me, it's still going to be, I don't know, it might still be the, thor the thorns only because although those get ridiculous, I think I just prefer the story of those altogether. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think as far as the characters go and the Michael that we get goes, I think that those ones kind of all hold some of my favorites within the series. Like obviously the only outlier for that would be H2O, but like is also great. But then at the same time, I don't think resurrection is like <laughs> <laughs> a great ending for that one either. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think after watching, although I think this one as far as like having a through line of a story, I think this one is the most successful, mainly because it literally is just like back to back to back, same characters, blah, blah, blah. I don't enjoy the trilogy, this trilogy as much as I enjoy like the Thorn, the Thorn timeline. Mm -hmm. um, also, after talking about it, I think what I'm realizing now, too, that I would have really liked about if in this one is... I think this would have been a great opportunity since they were kind of building with this from 2018 mm -hmm. is if they had focused more on Haddonfield, mm. like more of Haddonfield as a whole. And maybe we like were in a couple different stories. Mm -hmm. Like if we were kind of popping around like Allison, Corey, and then maybe if we had like one more Haddonfield story. I almost wanted to have more of a story with Officer Hawkins or Lindsay. Like, why was Lindsay in this movie for two minutes? Mm -hmm. Like, why didn't we see more of that, more of her, more of somebody else who was dealing with the aftermath, I think could have added another... Because most Halloweens have like multiple storylines. They have like at like an A, B, C plot. I feel like this one had like an A and a B plot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like we could have maybe used one more yeah. and spread it, spread the wealth a little bit more. It's given us a little bit of a break from from a, uh, our little speed speed racer, Corey. <laughs> where's, uh, <laughs> where's Julian going to be in 10 years? Let me see that story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me see how Julian's been... <laughs> dealing with the aftermath <laughs> watching his babysitter get straight gutted um, truly or even like a parent we've never really gotten the point of view of a parent whose kid maybe got murdered previously like maybe if we saw vicky's dad and maybe if he was like super obsessed with michael mm -hmm. and like maybe if he was going and like trying to find michael and then his storyline crossed with Corey, or you know like something yeah. like that I feel like would have been maybe interesting. Just spread it out. We never quite get to see Haddonfield in the scope mm -hmm. that I'm wanting to see Haddonfield. That's fair. And again, there are different ways that you can still play around with the idea of Halloween to like rejuvenate the franchise and do something different with it. Like it doesn't have to die here with Michael. Um, however, I do think that it is about time that we allow Michael and Lori to say their goodbyes and move on and see what they can do with this franchise moving forward if they choose to move forward. Um, and even mm. if they don't, it's been a wild fucking ride. <laughs> there have been some fantastic movies along the way. There have been some questionable movies along the way. But all in all, the Halloween franchise as a whole, I think, is a powerhouse that has 
cemented itself in cinema history. Um, mm-hmm. And I know we're probably talking about it live on the stream, but if you had to pick a favorite, do you uh, has that changed for you over this watch, or do you Ooh. think? I think I think Halloween four is still is still my favorite. Mm-hmm. I would say if at, if anything after this rewatch, I would say I think H two O is like a very very close second, and mm-hmm. that has maybe changed for me because I honestly didn't really know how much I liked that movie until this rewatch. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I forget about it a lot just because there are so many Halloweens, but right. it's really good and and i feel like those two were kind of up at the top for me now okay i feel that um i think halloween 2018 for me has definitely cemented itself as one of my, one of my if not favorite at least like top two or three mm-hmm. um but honestly i have just grown a reverence for the original halloween and that may just have to honestly be my favorite because that is where this all stems from. And I think for good reason, I Mm -hmm. like going back and watching that one and then watching everything that has branched off since then. I just think that what John Carpenter did in that movie was magic. And I felt like that magic truly did trickle down all of these roots into all these different universes and timelines that we got to go down. And so like, Although Michael Myers and Halloween wasn't at the top of my list before, it's definitely got a very solid <laughs> place there now. Um, it's always invited to the barbecue. I love this movie. <laughs> and uh, I think overall, overall, um, I feel I feel pretty good about saying goodbye, um, despite all the time that we spent with it this month. Yeah. But I suppose since we are doing a full breakdown, it is only proper that we still rate Halloween ends on our scale. And it's been a while since we did this, but what metric should we uh, rank this one out of? Hmm. We can rate it out of burnt pumpkin pies. (laughs) Or kid. I'm still trying to think of what that's like kicked kids <laughs> falling oh, <no. laughs> or what else aerodynamic children <laughs> scarecrow masks uh um, ooh, we could do a scarecrow mask mm-hmm. i'm down okay. for that i'm gonna go ahead and ask you to go first i'm still trying to, to figure first? out my so it was a good conversation i know i came into this one with a very certain energy and <laughs> Uh, you, you honestly have swayed me a little bit in talking some things out. I think I, I'm a little bit closer to how I feel about this, but I'm, I'm going to say three out of five scarecrow mass for me. I hear you guys. I hear your complaints about this movie. I understand. And I even backtracked on a couple of things that I think were very good, but have some flaws, but I will say, I do think people are being a little too hard on this one. I do think that there is some really, really great ideas at play here. I think um, on the grand scope of this trilogy, they are taking some ideas that were introduced and trying their best to integrate them into a full story that not only caps off this entire franchise, but also introduce something new. And overall, I had a good time on the ride. Um, 
some of the big glaring plot holes of like the relationship not really working and the Corey bit just not panning out to something substantial does hold this movie back a lot, I think. And honestly, I think a couple small tweaks could have probably really made this like the finale that everybody wanted. But for myself, I had a good time with it. I wasn't tripping too much on my watch. And I think three out of five is a solid amount of Scarecrow mass for me. I'm going to give Halloween Ends a 2.5 Scarecrow masks out of five. You know, I, I have to give it to them for deviating from the norm and trying something different. And as far as a story goes, it's not the worst story. It's It was an interesting idea. And I think that they had kind of along the way been setting up a clever premise a clever theme but i just feel like they stumbled really hard from the last one into this one and whereas the last one like halloween kills to me felt really messy and unfocused i feel like this one they almost overcorrected and it's way too focused on one singular story rather than feeling like a like a like a successful ending for characters that we've been building up for this trilogy. Like Corey's descent into madness was, was I liked that. It was fun. It was cool to see inside the mind of the killer. We don't often get to see that in Halloween. We don't really get to see what's going on with Michael. So although I did enjoy that, I just feel like for this movie, for being the ending to have that be your ending feels strange to me it feels like i was thrown a filler episode in a season of already established characters and i can't even like this just feels like imagine having a season finale and the whole season finale is focused on a brand new character that just got introduced uh for i get maybe it was more character driven for this one but i just felt like when it comes to Haddonfield, when it comes to Lori, when it comes to everything that they had been building up in this universe, I got nothing from them. Nothing. And that is just a bummer considering um, this is the end of that story for them. And so, yeah, it just didn't, did not give me what I wanted. It was kind of a, it was kind of a lot for me to sit through because the characters to me just felt so, there's nobody I could latch onto in this movie. And so I just felt myself kind of waiting for it to end, for Halloween to end from basically 10 minutes into the movie. Um, yeah, so although it had some some good moments for me overall as a story, I think it was it fell pretty flat. So yeah, 2.5 out of 5 Scarecrow masks. Fair enough. And one last point that I forgot to make too is I do think... Part of the reason that a lot of the things in ends didn't work too is it was working off of shaky ground after kills. Oh, I do yeah. think that coming off being on the tail end of kills left a lot of, of pieces that needed to be repaired that along with trying to tell this brand new story of a brand new character, you had a lot on the plate to ch attempt mm -hmm. to do. So, yeah, kills set nothing up for ends 
like at all. <laughs> like it did not set it up in a strong way, unfortunately, which is honestly why I feel like they had to time jump so much is because kills the way that kills left it. It was like, we can't pick up right after this. <laughs> it's not going to work. So I honestly feel like that's why they felt the need to time jump is because kills left left us on some shaky ground. Yeah. But that is it for our Halloween-a-thon homies. We made it. Thank you so much for being on this journey with us. And yeah, I hope that you enjoyed our breakdown of every single Halloween movie. But right now, we want to hear what you think of the end of it all. What did you guys think of Halloween ends? What side of the um, argument are you falling towards? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Please let us know on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you prefer, you can talk to us in our Discord. It The link for that is in our social media bios. Our Discord is where we hang out with the homies. We talk all things horror, but we also discuss some other stuff in there as well. And we have a channel in there called the Halloweenathon where we talk about the Halloween movies. So if you want to discuss that with us, then please come through. Or if you'd like, you can email us. We are homiesofhorror at gmail.com. You can email us requests, recommendations, and business inquiries. And it's Halloween, homies, so no stream tonight. Go out, (laughs) trick or treat, stay home, watch a horror movie. I don't know. Eat candy on your own. Do whatever you need to do. But enjoy yourselves and please be safe. And we will be seeing you guys next Monday on stream. And last but not least, if you're so inclined, we would very much appreciate it if you would leave us a rating or a review. You can do both on Apple Podcasts. The more ratings and reviews we get, the better. It recommends our podcast to more listeners. And we just like to hear what you guys are thinking of the show. So if you have an Apple account and you haven't done that, we would love for you to treat us with that. Or if you're listening on Spotify, you can rate us by going to our name, clicking the stars underneath, and leaving a rating. But thank you guys again so, so much for rocking with us for the Halloween-a-thon. Happy Halloween to you, homies. And we will be talking to you later. Happy Halloween, homies. Bye.